Hello everyone. It's a beautiful day here on planet Earth. The sun is shining above the clouds. The plants are doing their thing and purifying our air. Gaia is raising her vibration. Let's join her. Today on Journey Through Perspectives with Jason Moon, in honor of National Breastfeeding Month, we are going to talk about just that, breastfeeding. I for one have some experience with it and Before I became a breastfeeding mom, I really had no idea anything about, like, any perspective about it. And so this past year has really just given me an eye into a realm that I knew nothing about. And surprisingly, a lot of people who don't have children have very strong opinions about it, I've learned. Like, just breastfeeding versus formula, breastfeeding in public breastfeeding past the age of one it's it's a lot of uh, negative talk and I think misconceptions about the whole process so if you're up for it stick around and listen and we're going to try on some new perspectives this is a really vast topic and it's something we've been doing since the beginning of of our existence as humans and it's essential it's essential to our survival for nutritional reasons and social reasons i feel that it's not just moms that need information and insight on this it's fathers too it takes two parents to procreate and breastfeeding has phases that go along with it and if both parents are aware of those phases It just makes the transition so much easier for everybody involved. So I reached out for some support, some fresh perspectives, and you're going to hear from two young women today. Amla, who is a pregnancy doula and a mother of two, and Lindsay, who is also a mother of two, and she's a business owner. Both of these women are amazing. They have great, great stories of just courage and persevering. This is a judgment-free zone, and we should all feel really privileged to be able to hear these experiences, for these women to have the courage to speak and share part of their journey with us. All right, let's get started. So, yes, I am a mom of two, and I am starting a small business called Raw Awakening. Um, Having, you know, two little girls, I breastfed my first child for, oh my goodness, um, 18 months, 18 months, I think. Yeah. And then my second, I tried to wean her at a year, uh, because I was getting ready to go back to work. Um, oh, I was back to work at that point and it was so, so, so difficult. So Um, yeah, we can talk about my, my first experience, you know, as a new mom, there's all these pressures. There's so much information and every other mom wants to give you opinions and advice, whether it's solicited or not. But me being me, I knew I wanted a natural birth. I knew I wanted to breastfeed. Um, my sister-in-law had just had a baby and she was a really good support for me. Um, So, you know, I had Penelope and, um, it was very difficult in the beginning. Um, who even knew what the hell colostrum was? Um, I was 
trying my hardest to hand express onto a spoon just to feed her. I had so many consultations and support group meetings trying to get her latch perfected, trying to get my supply up. It was hard and painful and emotional. I didn't feel like a proper mother because I couldn't feed my child. And I refused formula at this point. I refused. I was not going to give up. So I just kept at it and kept at it. And um, like I said, we went to the breastfeeding support groups and that was super helpful. Um, Perfected my latch with her and things were much, much better. However, Penelope did not want a bottle. She did not really care for a binky in the beginning. Um, So I did not leave her for nine months. Nobody fed her but me for nine months. Um, I'm an avid co-sleeper. I fully support it. But I mean, she was attached to me and she was attached to my boob everywhere we went. I mean, I actually learned how to chop an onion and cook dinner while breastfeeding. Um, walking down the street, breastfeeding, like it, it was on another level. Athena, on the other hand, was so difficult. Um, and you know, I thought I was a pro, right? I know how to latch. Um, if I can't get it to latch, I know how to spoon feeder. I know how to hand express. I could use a syringe. I thought I knew it all, Right. And then I got mastitis three times with her. And that is not something that I would wish on my worst enemy. The actual physical pain is astronomical. And then the mental pain that goes along with it. I'm about to get real with you all. My anxiety was so high at the thought of having to feed her. When she would start to cry, I would start to literally panic. Um, I didn't want to feed her. I, oh, and, and Athena, she, this girl, she's been crying since birth. She is overly emotional. Um, she's very just in tune with everything. She feeds off of everything. So of course she was feeling my anxiety and that made her more hype. Um, I was crying. She was crying. I couldn't even touch my breast without crying. It hurt that badly. And then to have a human being suck on it, I, I don't even know if I can actually describe the pain and then the torture that I basically put myself through. Um, so with Athena, I considered supplementing. I, I, you know, I didn't really have much of a choice. Um, I would pump between feedings. Um, and at this time, I had a dear friend who worked at a pediatrician's office, and she just gave me a sample of formula. And she was like, you know, just, just try it, because I, I was going to give up. Three months in, mastitis three times, I was going to give up. So I welcomed, you know, the most organic formula I could find. And we were trying our best to try and get her on a bottle to give me a little bit of a break or that's my dog Mia um, or I was just going to give up and she was going to be strictly formula fed and just the guilt and the judgment like I can't do this my body can't produce what it should my body's not working properly I can't feed my child properly 
you know, it, it, it's so much and nobody, no one, no one tells you. Misconception number one, if you feed your baby formula instead of breast milk, you're just being lazy. That is a very, very strong statement and it's just not true. It is unkind and I think it's one that we should work to eliminate from our library of strong opinions because it's not progressive in where we want to go know where we want the vibe the vibe to be in on planet earth in the future right it's really judgmental and it's it's a misunderstanding because there are a lot of reasons that a woman may choose to use formula instead of her own breast milk you never know someone's circumstance and it's always best practice to just find your center and just make a choice to be kind and not judge and unless you're going to donate some breast milk, I think it's best that we just, you know, kind of sit with our feelings and, and reevaluate the reasons why we feel so strongly and negatively about someone else. You know, it shouldn't be, oh, you formula feed what you didn't want to give your baby the best you didn't want that connection with your child you didn't want to you know whatever other thing that somebody could think of to put you down how about great formula feeding works for you awesome you know and vice versa the people that formula feed um with the judgment on the breastfeeding like I cannot believe that, you know, your child is this many months old and they're still on your boob or you feed your child out in public. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you just pull your boob out in front of people. Like girl, don't even get me started on those people. So I tried to switch my daughter to formula when she was about eight months old. It was just so much pressure on me. Things were really ugly between her father and I, and the stress of it all really got to me. So I bought formula. I bought organic formula. I bought natural formula. I bought dairy-free formula. She wouldn't drink any of it. And there's a lot of guilt that fills your mind when this tiny human is crying in your arms because they need you, and you can't provide for them. It's a heartbreaking feeling. It's a shameful feeling. That combined with the hormonal changes you have to navigate through, it really, it really taught me that it's most important to have a strong support system. People that will make useful recommendations. It's important to know that if you have to supplement with formula or donor milk, that's okay. Formula is way better than it was years ago. You're doing a great job and you are enough. When I first had Penelope, I used to wear a cover. I would wear a cover if people came to visit. I would wear a cover outside. I would go find other rooms to breastfeed in if I was at somebody's house. Um, if we were out shopping, I would see if they had you know, a breastfeeding room. And if they didn't, I would go to the bathroom. And then I started you know, reading a little more and connecting more with like-minded women. And I was like, why the fuck? excuse my language, am I hiding my child's breakfast, lunch, or dinner time? I don't see anybody else doing that. I don't see anybody else, you know, going to hide when they give their child a bottle. 
And so the three inches of my breast that you see makes you so uncomfortable. Yet you walk by Victoria's Secret and there's literally a half naked girl bent over. Why is feeding a baby so offensive? Let's break this down. Are we truly offended because a baby wants to eat in public? Of course not. It is possible though that we are offended because the source of that baby's nutrition is coming from a breast that we've sought to claim ownership of by not only objectifying, but reassigning the true function of the breast to meet our perverse desires. And when I speak of us and our, I'm talking about us as a society, us as a culture. I remember the first time, I think he was a day or two old, and my uh, in-laws came, and uh, so my father-in-law was there, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law, and then, I mean, after that, also several friends, but I remember my son needing to feed, and for a moment, I was like, okay, uh, do I have to leave the room how should I do this I'm not gonna cover up um and then I just uh observed this feeling that I had that was kind of like that my body wasn't mine anymore not in a negative way at all but just um that modesty was was absent because Uh, I didn't feel like I was about to expose myself in any way. I just felt like I was going to feed my baby, which is what breastfeeding is. That's all that it is. That's the magic that nature has worked out. Um, And that is what breasts are for, first and foremost. Uh, Unfortunately, women's bodies are so over-sexualized that nobody even thinks, first and foremost... they're mostly seen as uh, something sexual or something for uh, other people's pleasure. But really, you're given breasts to be able to feed a baby, not the other way around. Oh, they're for other people. And yeah, if you so happen to have a baby, oh yeah, they can also feed a baby. No, they are to feed a baby. Breastfeeding is legal in all 50 states. A woman has the right to choose when and where she will feed her baby anywhere, anytime. Um, Fortunately, women are made feel like they, even though this is the law, that they can't exercise this right, which uh, is just wrong. Um, But so, I mean, for me, fortunately... I've never had, actually, a negative experience breastfeeding in public. Uh, I'm quite surprised by that, actually. I've always kind of been waiting to this day, also, two years, more than two years after I started breastfeeding and now also have a newborn. I've kind of always am waiting, expecting somebody to make a comment, and I have some (laughs) comebacks that I have ready. Um, Because in the moment, I can imagine just being, uh, even if you know what you're doing is right and, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, being flustered and embarrassed and feeling alone and having to defend your right to feed your baby.
baby is 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 clawing at you or screaming and crying and you know that they're hungry or they've hurt themselves and you know that the breast is going to comfort them and they can go from having a tantrum to um, being a happy content uh, baby that can carry on with their business or child that can carry on with their business it's hard to imagine denying that uh, to them it's so much more than just food and for somebody to a be bothered by that but b also try to break that and interrupt that is just it's really not not appropriate that's what's not appropriate not feeding your baby and maybe somebody catching some areola uh in their view that's what's inappropriate is commenting on something that does not concern you and that concerns the well-being of a child breastfeeding protects against a variety of diseases and conditions like diarrhea respiratory tract infections urinary tract infections late onset sepsis and preterm infants type 1 and type 2 diabetes lymphoma leukemia hodgkin's disease childhood obesity ear infections and that's not all the list goes on there's also a ton of benefits for the mom like it stimulates the uterus to contract right after the baby's born so that it gets back to normal size protects against UTIs, less, um, less chance of postpartum bleeding, less chance of anemia, lower your risk of breast, breast cancer and ovarian cancer. There's a huge list of benefits, not only physical, but emotional and mental as well. And knowing all these benefits, it just seems that in general, formula becomes an option because we're forced to adapt to a society that doesn't support breastfeeding children anymore. When your baby feeds, when the baby feeds, the nipple takes in some saliva and analyzes this and makes milk for the next feeding according, bases the recipe, if you will, off of this information. And so every feeding, every time milk is extracted, it is different. If the baby is sick, the body will adapt. I mean, that's amazing. Um, It has been suggested in a study that the U.S. could save about $13 billion in medical costs if 90% of newborns were breastfed for just the first six months, at least the first six months. This is where the most... Um, it's most crucial. I mean, that, why is that not more widespread knowledge? Another phase of breastfeeding that needs more light shed on it and needs to be talked about more often is weaning. It's something that the general population believes can just be, it's something simple, just stop breastfeeding and then you're done. Um, but it's a little more complex. It's a lot more complex than that. And um, I really would like us to talk more about the process, the side effects, the proper way to wean, and when it is actually time to wean. 
you know, like even you were saying the other day, I posted something on my Instagram that I was going through, thought somebody else could use it too. And sure enough, you, you used it, you know, you saw what I posted and you're like, yes, I needed that today. You know, you were like all emotional and like, you know, everything was like all fucked up. And then you realized that your daughter was weaning and you're like, this is why, but why didn't anybody tell me? Why was I not prepared for this? Why didn't I know that my body would go on another roller coaster ride when my child told me that it's time for them to start to back away? Your body is producing milk to fulfill a demand, a specific demand that is set by your child how many feedings are done a day, how much milk is extracted, your body is adjusting to that constantly as your baby goes through changes. And so when you wean, your body is not just going to stop producing milk. You still need to empty your breasts. Otherwise, you can set yourself up for some very unpleasant side effects. My daughter and I are about two weeks into our weaning process, and uh, the hormonal changes are real. I I caught mastitis right off the bat. Um, That's something something you have to take really seriously if you are beginning to wean. I know some women have weaned cold turkey, and that worked for them and their child. Um, But doing so, you obviously still have to pump and remove the milk and gradually work down the amount of supply that your body is creating and giving your child a bottle. Um, A lot of people do that. It's easier to just start weaning by pumping and giving them the bottle and having them nurse on your actual breast less and less. But, you know, also you have to have a child that is going to accept a bottle. So I was trying to breastfeed at work. She wasn't taking the bottle at home for my husband or my nanny. She only wanted me. And what was I supposed to do? You know, I ended up quitting my job to be able to feed my child. This trend of shaming, making it difficult to nurse in public, weaning too early because of society's pressures, It's all supported by our culture. Breastfeeding is a wonderful journey. I know we talked about some of the more difficult aspects of it today, but it's necessary to create a balance of compassion and respect for what many moms endure in silence. By only normalizing some parts of breastfeeding, we ostracize and make it this like taboo for women who have experiences other than what has been deemed as acceptable. I love seeing breastfeeding moms pop up on my Instagram feed now. I love that we've taken the whole month of August to normalize breastfeeding again. And I love that you stuck around until the end of this episode. Thanks. We have a beautiful journey ahead. Stay tuned. Until next time, peace. Trying your best, doing your best, it's the best that you can do. And your best is good enough. Your best is okay.